Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Support the show by donating at themusicbuds.com. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Music Buds podcast. This is episode number 21, and my name is Henry. This week, I'm honored to be joined by Matt Lang, the multi-platinum selling record producer, composer, musician, DJ, podcaster as well, uh, amongst other things. Uh, Matt, I I can't tell you how appreciative I am for you to be taking the time. So thank you so much for for doing this. It's my pleasure, Henry. Happy to be here. Well, how's life? It's strange. It's bizarre. It is, you know, it's 2020. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Now it feels like it's been such a marathon at this point that everyone's kind of settled into <laughs> a bit of a, a routine. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it's, I'll, and it's like being totally desensitized over the last eight months too to everything. So now it's, you know, numbers get crazy and it's just, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's just, it's a weird Time to be alive. It's yeah, it's been quite a year for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I guess just kicking things off. Uh, of course, I, I really want to talk about your new album, Isolated. But how did you get started in music? Uh man, it's kind of like the only thing I really remember. My parents had me at a piano when I was four or five, something like that. Then uh, that's a cat walking by. <laughs> um, and then uh, then I sung in a boy choir for six or seven years when my voice changed, I picked up a guitar, played in a band, got really into recording because I wanted to basically be able to record my band's demos. And that uh, eventually led me to, well, it got me into like also like, I guess uh, programming and like the production side of things. And I was really into artists like Aphex Twin at the time. And then also Nine Inch Nails because they were combining this, you know, electronic style production with live instruments. Right. And my background of course was traditionally live instruments. So um, that led me to Berklee College of Music, and uh, I was there for, God, four years. And after I graduated, you know, off to the races, and here we are now. But it's really like music is the most common thread throughout my entire life. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Well, now, uh, I guess getting into, so now the album Isolated, uh, which you you, you made this year, and if I can say so, it is an awesome album, man. It is really good, dude. Um, Thanks so much. Yeah, and I I know there's a it's a pretty incredible process and and concept to the making of this album. How did how did this all come about? I I mean just kind of out of necessity. You know, this is a pandemic record. This was really this was written between April the beginning, really end of March, but beginning of April through the end of August. So this was you know especially for the first two months. I, I mean here in LA it was total lockdown. I mean we really. Mm-hmm couldn't do anything. Um, and I live by myself, so I'm like isolated enough as it is. And then you add a pandemic to the mix and it's like, I was seriously isolated. <laughs> and that, that was really like the theme. It was just, you know, I didn't go into this thinking it was going to be an album. 
I just kind of went into writing tracks because I was like, how am I going to, this is really like my own therapy in a way. And I'm just going to write and then take what was going on in the headlines because everything seems so intense at that point. And that's probably why everything seems so kind of like, just like general anyway at this point. But, um, right. but everything was so intense back then. It was like actually incredible creative fire. So, mm. I mean, I was really just going to town, just keeping myself occupied and giving something, giving myself purpose. Yeah. And that was really, uh, that was really the premise of this record. And eventually it grew beyond that. And suddenly it was, you know, 79 minutes long and it became an album. But the initial, the initial half of it was done really fast. And in this, like, just like almost fever dream of just trying to stay, trying to stay like emotionally afloat, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that's, as you were saying, like this, pandemic has caused as well as other things going on it's caused people's lives and mentalities to kind of do a, do a complete 180 and so it's caused people to like almost forced to create create something to stay sane so i i yeah. feel that um yeah. and now uh also as you had just touched on some of the the track titles uh are uh taken directly from headlines like truth oh, yeah. over facts the children are, are dying too. And, uh, as others as well, was that, a was that just a, a natural kind of thought process to, to have that, um, style? Well, it, it was literally, that's what I was writing about. Like when children are dying too, I mean, that's when it started, you know, we started getting all this information from New York that kids were getting sick and kids were actually dying when really it was initially thought that, you know, it was just really seniors that were having a really hard time with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, same with like New York 799 or 779 that was writ like I wrote that like or I started right the day that it was released that New York had they lost 779 people in one day and my family's in New York so that's oh, yeah. of course you know like a very personal you know though I was like very very nervous and um fortunately everyone is a-okay no one actually got yeah. sick but um but consequently yeah so it was like the headlines really were the inspiration a lot of times, because I mean, it was almost like if, you know, you're working on a film and you know, you're, you know, you're writing a cue for this one scene. And that's almost kind of how I treated these headlines. Sometimes it's like, you know, here's morbidly obese, you know, it's, it's after Pelosi called Trump morbidly obese. Cause just to like, you know, get under <laughs> his skin and it's brilliant and it's hysterical, Yeah, but you know, and he's acting like, you know, you know, basically a dictator, a fucking circus clown. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it was like, well, this needs to have like really like almost silly, silly, like, you know, ang- or dark, but, you know, kind of circusy kind of stuff. And uh, there's a little Easter egg in there that actually, <laughs> I haven't told anyone this, aside from like my manager, but there's like this reverse vocal that uh, that's actually in uh, Morbidly Obese and it's just layered underneath there. But if you reverse the track, you can hear me saying fucking fat, fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like, you know, you have to find like little moments of joy when you can. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I, that, was, that was totally one of them. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one thing about this album is that like, there are so many different emotions in it, like, which really speaks to the year that this has been where it's like, you know, you'll days where you're so sad, other days where you're so angry and furious at the world, other yeah. days, you know, worried, stressed, anxious, whatever. And so like you pack in, it's a, it's a, really intense album in that way in, in the best yeah. way you know yeah yeah so 
Yeah, and, and they're like they're, they're moments of hope too. You know, it's mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's the. Th- I mean, it is. You know, I don't. It's not like as oppressively dark as like you know the Joker film by any means, but it, it's, <laughs> but it, it's not that far off. You know, it's a pretty dark. Just emotionally, it's a dark record. Yeah, and, but it's a dark year, and I, I think you know that's kind of what I love about this record is it's truly it's a it's really it's a concept record. And it is also the fastest record I've ever done start to finish. So it's right. really cohesive and it really feels like a, like a, a real composition that was written all together. And, you know, like there are recapitulations of themes and everything like that. It really, this feels like a, a real statement as a record, as opposed to just like, here are a bunch of songs that I recorded and, you know, here's an album. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think that that really comes through because ha- listening to it for the first time, like it goes through those ups and downs of what this year has been. And so like, it it feels cohesive in that way, even if the, the uh, emotions and styles are like, you know, so scattered because that's what the year has been like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. How long did it take to, you were saying it was a a short process relatively. How long did it take to uh, all come together? All come together. It's, I have to, count months now you know well that's why i'm a musician not a scientist <laughs> but i'm gonna say six months it was uh yeah really april through august hmm. so april may june july sure let's call it six months yeah <laughs> it's early <laughs> yeah and and was like the uh as the year has been was like the was it draining or more therapeutic to make to get all of your inner thoughts out it, on the on the it, table at first it was really therapeutic and it was also really exciting. That was kind of the thing. Um, Cause I remember like, I, I never would have been able to make this record had a pandemic or this pandemic not happened. Mm-hmm. So because otherwise I would have, I mean, I was touring really every weekend before uh, the pandemic hit. So I was gone, you know, four days out of the week, every week. And, um, and then, you know, there was other work stuff that I was doing and it's because literally everything got shut down. I suddenly had this window where I could make something purely for myself and not think about anyone. Yeah. And, um, and I remember right at the beginning of this whole process, it was right around the time I was working on the first track lockdown and I was on the phone with a friend and, um, and she's very spiritual and, you know, very good at seeing the light in things when I'm more naturally I gravitate towards seeing the darkness and things sure. and it's good to have, you know, a balance sometimes. And, <laughs> and she said to me that, you know, this, this time you have is really, a, this is a gift. This is an opportunity for you. And that thinking about it in that way, which wasn't a way I'd really thought about it, but that kind of, you know, it reframed this whole thing in my head and that I found to be very motivational. And so in a way, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the time that I was able to have because of this, that allowed me to, create what I think is the most important work of my career. Yeah. Well, and that, that really comes through. It feels, it feels very heartfelt. And so, yeah. Yeah. And uh, one track in particular, but the lonely loneliness (laughs) is killing me, uh, which always look on the bright side of life. Yeah. There you go. Um, Like that, even the, even the title alone, I was like, Oh man, like that, that's so, that speaks so much to how I think, you know, really everybody is feeling because, you know, as the p- pandemic goes on and, and how people are, are affected in a variety of ways, loneliness and, yeah. and as oh you know, God. and the, of course, isolation is like, it can hurt 
it's hurt so many things already and, and, and it still has. And so I think that's a, it's a very moving track. It's one of my favorite tracks. Uh, and it's funny. I don't even like when I was doing it, I wasn't thinking much about it. I was just thinking about like, it was just, I mean, I think it was around week seven or eight or, you know, somewhere around there being in this pandemic. And at that point, you know, we, we still in California were totally shut down. So I, I wasn't seeing any friends. I wasn't, you know, I could go to the grocery store, but that was about it. And um, so it was just sheer, you know, emotional exhaustion at that point. Yeah. And so when I did that track, I, I mean, I, I was writing it because this is how I feel right now. And I didn't think much of it, at least, you know, in the moment. And then it's funny, I think later, once the album was kind of being wrapped and I was going through and listening to all of them, it, was, it really hit me like, for whatever reason, I really love this one track in particular, mm. and I can't figure out why exactly. It just, for whatever reason, it hits me the right way. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the the overall process of having done the album, are there any other, and it's it's okay if not, are there any other standout moments or or thoughts that you've had about the album that, you know, are, are special to you, or have, have we covered a lot of the, the big um, points? I mean, it's really, it's... It's fun. I look back at it now and I just, you know, this record really is a snapshot of really my, my mental well-being for six sure. months. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, yeah, there, I mean, I, I, there's certain songs on it, like love and time of Corona and this is all we have that I have like really fond, like very like deeply emotional feelings towards, but then there's a lot of stuff that's very, um, you know, film score-esque as well, which is, you know, something I really, I really appreciate. And that's also like, that's been a transition in my career of, you know, moving away from the DJ world and having done that for, you know, I was touring for a decade. So, yeah. And so moving away from that and moving, you know, just working more in Hollywood more and more. And, um, and this album is totally a reflection of that. Yeah. And it just, it feels current. It feels truthful and honest. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing uh, I having you brought up a, a film. So I, I also do a, a movie podcast and I know that you've been involved with some, some big films uh, in a, you know, in a variety of ways like Blade Runner 2049. Um, yeah. It's all the promotional campaigns for them. For the yeah. most part. All like, yeah. uh, so I've just, I've worked in sound design for uh, like a movie trailer sound design for seven years or something like that. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's kind of funny because, I mean, you, you end up making these libraries of these sound effects and you don't really know what films they end up in until, you know, you get a statement six months later or something. It's like, oh, wow, I was in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny because, you know, it, it, it looks impressive when, you know, you see your credit list in a way and then, but it, 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 you feel totally separate from it. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like. I'm, I'm working with, you know, Dennis Villanueva on making this film or anything like that. No, I mean, I, I, they licensed something I used and it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even necessarily Fox. It's whoever's doing the trailer. Right. So, huh. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a weird way to be involved. Yeah. 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 Well, I just wanted to make sure to, to touch on that because, you know, some, you've, you know, so many great films and, and you know, I, I think that's, that's, that's a really cool and oh, kind of unexpected way to be, to be involved, but that's, it, it no. surprises me too sometimes when I look at it, but, um, and it was just serendipitous. I just, I was at a party once in LA and I was waiting in the bathroom line and someone said, are you Matt? I really like your music. I work for a trailer company. You should do trailer music. 
Wow. It, it, was, it was just like that, you know, just uh, about literally as, as organic as it could have been. Yeah, yeah. And, um, it turned into a part of my career. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, one thing I, I did want to ask you about is you were a uh, a producer on America, the, yeah. the 30 Seconds to Mars album. And I, I wanted to make sure to pass on to you, I can't tell you how often I listen to that music and, you know, All I... Right. I, 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 I love that album. How did you get involved with that? I mean, it was, God, it was four years ago now. I think some, I think, uh, Mars's manager reached out to my management company, just if, you know, seeing if any, anyone was interested in working on the record or meeting the band or something like that. And to be honest, I didn't know anything about the band. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I knew they existed. I knew that it was, you know, Jared and his brother and I had seen, um, I had seen that documentary they made about uh, anatomy, the one about right. the record deal and everything like that. So I had seen that just because, you know, I'm very interested in, you know, music business and sure. all that kind of stuff. But I couldn't tell you any of their songs. And, <laughs> sure. and I always thought like, you know, cynical me is like, um, it's probably like a vanity project for Jared Leto or something like that. And, but you know, I'm curious, I'll, I'll check it out. Sure. And, um, and the first time I was ever like uh, tracking vocals with Jared, it was holy shit! Right, you're good. This is not. This is not just. Uh, you know, this is not a thing. Like that, you you're really passionate about this, and like yeah. at times, like this is the thing you're most passionate about. So it was a uh, it was an incredible experience. Um, I really, they were really great guys to work with, and I was kind of in and out of his house in the studio for about two years. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah. So I spent a lot of time with them, and you know, we went like rock climbing in Joshua Tree, and it was right nice. after he had just done uh, Suicide Squad. So he still had, and he was belaying me, but you know, he still. And I, I'm, I'm bigger than he is, and I'm already like thinking, like, oh no, if I fall, it's gonna be like a Looney Tunes moment of you. Know? Right. <laughs> and the entire time, you know, I'm a New Yorker. I'm just like cursing at this rock wall, like I've, I've never done this before, and it's like tearing up my hands. And like, and he's just like heckling me in his Joker voice down below. <laughs> it's like this, this could this be any more surreal? Yeah, and, that's, that's and, crazy. You know, it, it was just it, it was really a such a memorable experience, and I'm I'm really grateful I got to work on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, now uh, talk uh, talking about this year. Have there been? I mean, I'm sure. You, of course, you were very busy doing isolated, but have there been any other artists, any other musicians that you've listened to uh, over the course of the year that have helped you get through things or have you been kind of more in your uh, own process? Well, more so now. Um, like I'm loving the Oliver Arnold's new record, mm-hmm. some kind of piece. Um, I, like I've been like doing yoga like every day for the past two weeks and I've been listening to that record pretty much yeah. when I do it. And that it's gorgeous. And I mean, I'm a huge Oliver Arnold's fan, but, mm-hmm. um, but this new one is probably my favorite record he's done since, uh god what's the the 2014 record uh winter uh, came out in 2014 is his first major label record but mm. incredible i mean i love it recently i've also been listening to well last night i was listening to thomas newman's score for road to perdition oh yeah that's that's uh, a great great uh, film great score yeah, it's one of my favorite scores. I was just at the local brewery and I just had headphones and it's, you know, 50 degrees and I'm freezing. But yeah. <laughs> um, listen to that. And then, like, I listened to also, like, 
a lot of Tool, but I, I in general, like they're my favorite band. I listen to a lot of Tool in sure. general. So I was listening to a lot of that. The new Bring Me Horizon record I've been listening yeah. to as well. Um, which I think, you know, I, I like it more than than their last album. This one feels a lot more cohesive. So, um, yeah, I've been enjoying that. And uh, just mostly, I don't know. I mean, I it's funny. When you're, as a working musician, you don't really have a lot of time to listen to other people's music, mm-hmm. which is kind of ironic. And, you know, I, I used to always, I'd be able to listen to people's music if I was either driving or flying somewhere. And when the pandemic hit, well, there was no flying and, uh, and significantly less driving in general. So consequently, like my, my main like time of listening to music was, uh, really quite, quite cut short. Yeah. Those, yeah. So, same for me. <laughs> yeah. So, so now I'm, I'm kind of catching up on it. Oh, also I was listening to like Misha from periphery. He has his bulb project which yeah. is, um, so it's like, you know, all his back catalog stuff. So, I, which is cool because like, I used to listen to some of this, uh, well over a decade ago oh, where, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was funny. <laughs> like, you know, I was kind of following what he was doing back when there were like these online music forums, like Harmony Central and there was SoundClick, which was like a, an early SoundCloud type MP3 hosting thing. So, so I still have some of these early demos, um, on my computer from God, probably 15 years ago. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, it, and it's funny now that, you know, it's, it's come full circle and, you know, and he's doing a new bulb record right now too. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Matt, is there anything else? Uh, uh, I, I love talking to you. Is there anything else uh, about maybe something coming up or, or something that I haven't touched on that you, you want to mention? And it's, it's okay. If not, I just don't want to leave anything unsaid. Um, no, no, no. Like, yeah, leave no stone unturned. Um, no, I mean, the big thing's the record, you know, this yeah. is, uh, that's my big labor of love. And mm-hmm. after that, you know, I don't know, what, I don't know what comes next. I mean, the reality is I, I, I'm not convinced that we're not going to lock down again in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the minute that happens again, all bets are off. So, yeah, you never know. You know, I'm <laughs> just like at this point, whatever it takes to get through the day, you know, just, just do it because we're all riding this out together. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, uh, again, uh, congratulations about this album. I, I have listened to it so many times through now, and it's, I found it very therapeutic, you know, and, and I, I think I, I'm sure I will for a lot of time to come. So congrats again, and it's, it's a fantastic album, man. Thank you, Henry. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. All right, everybody, I guess that's about it for the show. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Music Buds. Check out themusicbuds.com. And yeah, uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we'll see you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.